It's everyone's favorite tournament of the year. The golfers are in Augusta, Georgia to compete for the coveted jacket. And DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, is putting you in the center of the action by giving you a shot to land in the green. This week, DraftKings is giving you a free shot at the $1 million top prize when you download and sign up using promo code TBPN. If you haven't tried DraftKings, this is the time. It's easy to play. Pick six golfers, stay under the salary cap, and submit your lineup before the tournament tees off early Thursday morning. Then sit back and follow the action. The more red numbers they have on the leaderboard, the closer you'll be to winning some green. Rack up points for pars, birdies, finishing position, and more. Even though you may not be able to hit the course with the pros, DraftKings is giving you the chance to scratch your competitive itch and reign supreme. Download the DraftKings app now and use TBPN during sign-up. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at the $1 million top prize. That's code TBPN, and you get a free shot at the $1 million top prize. Only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. What is up, Wizards Nation? It's been a while since I've come to you with a Wizards walkthrough pod, but I'm now full goes. I've joined on with the Basketball Podcast Network in collaboration with DraftKings. I'm very excited to be able to consistently bring you podcasts, whether it be post-game pods, game previews, in-depth look at the Wizards situation moving forward, and really much more. Whatever comes across my mind that I want to talk about or get a guest on. I'm going to start doing that way more consistently than I had been over the summer when I started this podcast. Uh, But now that I have a new team to join on with, I am very excited to be more consistent and really get this podcast going full swing. Uh, I hope to be as uh, more consistent than the Wizards are uh, as the Wizards take down the Indiana Pacers tonight without Bradley Beal. 132 to 124 in one of the most ridiculous performances by Russell Westbrook that I think I've ever seen. Definitely the best that he's ever had as a Washington Wizard. I I would love to see more of that Russell Westbrook moving forward, and I hope that he can do it as Bradley Beal is also on the court with him as he was not on the court with him tonight. There's a lot to get into tonight, including a huge injury to Wizards big man Daniel Gafford, who went down with an apparent ankle injury. Uh, since Gafford was acquired at the trade deadline, he's really impressed in his first two games as a Wizards. And in true Wizards fashion this year, he gets the most unlucky of breaks. Uh, everything that seems to be able to go wrong for the Wizards has gone wrong. COVID strike, uh, players getting injured to start the year, including Russell Westbrook and now Bradley Beal. Davis Breton started the year with injury problems and has since had yet another injury, keeping him out of the game tonight and games prior to this so yet another injury to a promising player in Gafford after Thomas Bryan already went down earlier this year big men are just going down like flies for the Wizards and guys like Robin Lopez are going to have to step up Uh, Alex Len is going to have to step up in these guys absence because there's really not much there with when Gafford goes down uh, he, he was looking like he was going to take up a lot more minutes moving forward so I hope this is not too serious of an injury um, Chandler Hutchinson looked great in his first action as a wizard and Jerome Robinson went from multiple DNPs to getting the start from Scott Brooks 
I'll get into all of that, but I would be remiss if I did not start this podcast with the performance Russell Westbrook put on tonight in the absence of star Bradley Beal. Russell Westbrook really did put the team on his back tonight, and those who read my tweets, those who have followed me in the past, have probably noticed I, I have been pretty critical of Russell Westbrook this season, and uh, I have been less critical of Russell Westbrook of late for obvious reasons. He has been playing much better than he did to start the year, and some of that is the injury concerns he had early in the year with his quads. He was not looking explosive, and I wasn't sure really how much of that Russell Westbrook we would be getting moving forward. Um, th- there's clearly times that he's had since coming back while healthy that y- you really question what he's doing out there. He's playing a little too much iso ball. But tonight, I-, I have nothing bad to say. There's nothing bad you can say about the performance Russell Westbrook put up tonight in the victory for the Wizards. 35 points, 21 assists, 14 rebounds. He hit big threes in the clutch. He made the right pass. Barely any turnovers in the second half, which is huge for the Wizards. Really one of the determining factors in this game was Russell Westbrook's decision-making. That's something that you have not been able to say every game this year, uh, especially as of late during this losing stretch. He has had a lot of turnovers, but tonight he made the correct decision. He made the correct pass out of double teams. He looked for... Rui Hachimura and guys cutting inside the lane and it wasn't a complete Russell Westbrook dominant performance in which he he took bad shots sometimes you see that Russell Westbrook where he's not very efficient he's putting up bad shots but we didn't see that tonight and I think that's why we saw one of the best performances from Russell Westbrook uh, that we've seen in a long time and definitely in my opinion the best Russell Westbrook performance we've seen in a Wizards uniform. 14 of 26, 53% field goal percentage. He was 4 for 6 from 3-point range. That's something we haven't seen from Russell Westbrook. All season was a dominant 3-point shooting night. He was just getting shots to go down that normally don't go down for him. You know, 66% from 3-point range. You will take that from him every single night. And when your shot's going, everything else is going to come with it. You know, 14 boards, 21 assists. He was just finding the right guy all night. And as I said earlier, he was making the correct decisions, not turning the ball over. Only four turnovers all night, and I believe only two of those came in the second half. Only two of those came in those crunch time situations. So he was clutch tonight. I got to give it to him. Got to hand it to him. He really did play the Wizards into a win. And he, he had a little bit of help there from Rui Hachimura. He had help from Chandler Hutchinson. I'll get into that in a second, but Russell Westbrook, really dominant performance, and I hope he can pick it up when Bradley Beal returns. That's the one thing I don't understand why these guys aren't able to really put it together, you know, both of them on a night-by-night basis. It seems as though one of them will have a great night and the other one will struggle, and vice versa. When one of them's on, the other one has not been. And I think a lot of that is because they both like to go into a lot of ISO situations at the end of the game. When one of them gets theirs, the other one wants theirs next. And I'm not sure that's conducive to winning basketball, especially here in D.C. when you see guys like Rui Hachimura, guys like Denny Avdia, they really need the ball in their hands in order to be effective. And when those two are kind of getting theirs, it's tough to get guys like Rui Hachimura involved. So I hope when Bradley Beal is back and healthy, 
he can see this. He can see what Russell Westbrook's doing, and I hope Russell Westbrook can see that it's better when everyone gets involved. Rui Hachimura really had a strong game, and I'm really excited about what he can be when he actually gets the ball and is able to make you know, big, big-time moves himself. With Bertans out, he got to play 36 minutes tonight, put up 26 points on 12 of 24 shooting, eight rebounds, three assists. He was making the right passes out of double teams as well tonight. That's something he really struggled with last season. He was kind of he kind of had tunnel vision when he got the ball last season. I thought tonight he really showed when guys were coming to double team, he was quick with that release. He was able to cut uh, hit a cutting Denny Avdia early in the game. I remember he had a couple good passes um, that that showed some real basketball IQ that I don't know if we saw at all last season. So um, he showed a lot in his bag. He had a step back jumper over Sabonis. He was able to back down smaller guys when he saw the mismatch and hit fadeaways. That's something we've seen from him consistently over the last couple seasons is is that mid-range jumper. He has that in his bag already. And I think if he can extend that to the three-point line, he showed a little bit of promise there early in the year. He's shooting a little bit better from three-point range, uh, 33% this year. His career mark is 31%, so a slight increase. If he can really get that three-ball consistent, he's going to be a really good player in this league. I have no doubts about it, but it's going to take him being more aggressive as we saw tonight. He He's more aggressive when Beal sits. He feels like he needs to provide that scoring punch, and I wish he would just think that way at all times, even when Bradley Beal is, is on the floor. I want him to continue taking the ball off the rim on rebounds and attacking, taking balls in fast break situations and attacking the rim because that's when he's at his best, when he's going full speed, not caring about the defense, and, and just really being aggressive. That's the best Rui Hachimura there is, and we saw that tonight, 26 points, 8 boards, as really the complementary piece to Russell Westbrook's dom dominant performance tonight. Yet another complementary piece over the last two games really has been Wizards big man Daniel Gafford, who they acquired at the trade deadline and the deal for Troy Brown Jr. and Mo Wagner. Daniel Gafford was a guy that I was really excited about before he even stepped foot on the floor for the Wizards. And after these last two performances, um, that he's really gotten time in. He's gotten 13 points last game on 6 of 7 shooting, 5 rebounds, 1 steal, 3 blocks in just 14 minutes. And, and he really showed he was a defensive presence in that game. And tonight was no different. 11 points on 4 of 6 shooting. He was a menace at, at the rim on both the offensive glass, the defensive glass. He had 6 boards and 2 blocks in just 15 minutes. And he would have gotten more time, it looks like, before he went down with what appeared to be a pretty significant ankle injury, and I hope that I'm wrong on that. Uh, he had to be taken off the court on a wheelchair, and um, we've seen players go off on the wheelchair before that, that it hasn't been a serious injury. Um, I'm looking at you, Paul Pierce, but um, I, don't, I don't think we have a Paul Pierce situation here. I think he did really get injured. Um, to his, his ankle, it, it looked bad. He landed on... Um, someone else's foot after going up for a board and it was not a pretty looking sight as his ankle clearly twisted um, the Wizards have come out and said it's a sprain and he was seen in the locker room celebrating with the guys after the game so I hope that's an indication that it's really nothing too serious but um, again you can expect him to miss time that's a guy that 
uh, was really showing some promise early in his Wizards career here. Um, just a, a real athlete at the center position that I think the Wizards have lacked for a long time now. Thomas Bryant is a really has been a really good, promising young center before his injury, but I don't think he has the athleticism on both ends of the floor that Daniel Gafford possesses. Um, obviously, Thomas Bryant has the ability to uh, step things back behind the three-point line and, and hit a three-pointer. He has a little bit more to his offensive game than Daniel Gafford does, but that's a that's a guy that the Wizards I think can really build around as a defensive anchor, as a guy that's going to run run at the rim and take lobs from. Uh, we saw Russell Westbrook throw him a couple lobs tonight, throw him a couple good dishes right at the rim, and he was able to finish. That's really a big man that the Wizards have lacked, even during the John Wall era. That's something John Wall was always looking for, was someone who could run the rim uh, with him. And I think that's something that they finally have here in Daniel Gafford. I don't know if he'll be able to do it consistently, and I hope, as I said before, that he can come back healthy and and really be a, a key force here as, as the Wizards try to make the playoffs. From one Bulls acquisition to the other one, Chandler Hutchinson made his Wizards debut tonight, 25 minutes, 8 for 11 from the field, 72%, 2 for 3 from 3-point three range, 5 boards, just 2 fouls and 3 turnovers, 18 points. This is his first real time since December, really. He was sitting out due to what was called personal reasons for the Bulls. Um, whatever that means, he was he hasn't played really since December. So in his first action uh, as a Wizard and first action on an NBA court for a, quite a while, he was very impressive going 8 for 11 from the field. It didn't look like he had any rest whatsoever. So for, for him... It's something about these Bulls acquisitions at the trade deadline. If you remember Bobby Portis and Jabari Parker when acquired in the Otto Porter deal a couple years ago, when they were acquired at the trade deadline, they immediately played well in their first couple weeks as Wizards, and that obviously tapered off a bit as the season went on. They weren't able to replicate that success throughout the entire year. But man, these Bulls guys that come in here at the trade deadline they immediately provide an impact, and that's what Chandler Hutchinson did on both ends of the court tonight. He didn't put any stats on the defensive end, no blocks, no steals, but he really made his impact known in, in the way he was defending guys. He was uh, going over screens. He was fighting through screens, something that we haven't really seen from the wing position too often other than guys like Rui Hachimura and Denny Avdia at times. They've been able to defend a bit, but they've been really lacked – a good defensive option at that three spot at that backup two spot that's something that I think Chandler Hutchinson showed tonight and I hope he can continue that um, and and fight for you know his future here as a wizard because he's not under contract moving forward but if he can continue to show that he's a real asset on the defensive end he's an asset hitting corner threes when kicked out to him he can drive and make plays for himself. That's something that this team really needs, guys that can score uh, without having to be force-fed. So if Chandler Hutchinson can make himself some money here <laughs> moving into next year, good for him. I, I would love to see him continue to have the success he showed tonight moving forward. And that brings me to the last topic I want to talk about today, which is uh, Scott Brooks giving Jerome Robinson the start today in place of an injured Bradley Beal. Uh, Jerome Robinson has gotten tons of DNPs throughout this season. 
uh, as of late, has really not cracked the rotation at all. And he went from DNPs to getting the start tonight, uh, which I don't think is really fair to him. Um, but at the same time, when you're called upon, you have to make the most of your opportunity. And I don't think he did that tonight. In 21 minutes, he only had three points, uh, two assists. And he, he made a couple plays on the defensive end this game, but uh, he was really poor in crunch time. He had a couple turnovers, some boneheaded plays that um, make you really wonder why he was on the court at all in those uh, clutch moments, especially when you've had guys like Garrison Matthews, um, Raul Neto getting time at the end of games, you know, usually. Uh, I don't think Jerome Robinson showed that he should be in in those situations. So for him to get the start tonight, um, Scott Brooks gave him an opportunity, and I don't think he made the most of it. He had some really bad turnovers stepping on the baseline uh, with just a few minutes left in the game while, while it was really close. Uh, at, at that time, it looked like, okay, maybe this game was slipping away from the Wizards, and a lot of that was due to Jerome Robinson entering the game at the end. Uh, when he was taken out, things flowed a lot better again. Uh, I, I don't know why Garrison Matthews wasn't given that opportunity to start as he has much of the year at the three. I think you know, Garrison Matthews, he didn't have a great game tonight either, just three points, uh, one assist, one rebound in 20 minutes, but he made a lot of plays on the defensive end. That's something that we've seen from him throughout the year. He took a charge, a couple charges really from Sabonis. A couple calls didn't go his way there that probably could have, but he got Sabonis in early foul trouble, and uh, Sabonis really had himself a game too, so it didn't really end up making much of a difference. 35 points, 11 rebounds, but uh, you know Garrison Matthews made a couple plays on the defensive end. Um, I think he was would have been better served in that situation at the end of the game or Howell Neto. Either one would have been better off in the game, I think, than Jerome Robinson. So um, not I did not like what I saw from him tonight. I'm not even sure if, if he's playing at an NBA level from what we've seen in his you know last year and what little we've seen of him this year. It doesn't look like he's going to be around here much longer. So may, maybe they were just giving him yet another opportunity to show that he had something left. I, I don't think that um, while Jerome Robinson's a young guy, I don't think he, uh, I don't think it's going to be here in Washington that he really takes off. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Wizards Walkthrough with Chase Carroll. I want to thank the Basketball Podcast Network and DraftKings for helping to make this all possible. I'm really looking forward to coming back with more consistent content. And I'm actually going to try to be back tomorrow night for yet another post-game recap uh, following their game against the Charlotte Hornets. So um, come back again tomorrow night for yet another podcast. I'm looking forward to really building upon this pod that I started this summer and really making you know uh, something really nice out of it. So thank you. If you liked what you listened to, follow me on Twitter at ChaseCarroll underscore follow this podcast and leave a review on whatever platform you're listening to because you should be able to find this podcast on whatever po- whatever platform you want to. So thank you again for listening and I'll see you again tomorrow night. See you, WizKids. Kids. <laughs>